0: Podcast where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all around self improvement jumper. On this edition of the All Around Joe podcast, I'm going to be talking about Has CrossFit Destroyed the Open? So, if you don't know what the CrossFit Open is, it is the CrossFit worldwide competition where everybody and their mother signs up to see where they rank in their CrossFit or in their fitness level for the whole world. Really cool, really cool stuff. It's been awesome. But I believe that some recent changes in the CrossFit structure are destroying the cool thing that they built in the CrossFit Open. And we're going to get into that today. I'm going to get into why I think that it's actually causing the Open to regress or disappear. And maybe some ideas for how they can bring back some excitement into the CrossFit Open. And hopefully, someone from CrossFit is listening to this, and they will start to uh, make some changes. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, Greg Glassman is a number one fan of the All Around Joe podcast. Yeah, hopefully. So, anyway, this podcast is brought to you by the Get Better Project, which is my online at-home training program. That is actually the program that I do out of the van with just two dumbbells and a kettlebell. It is... All you need to get into fantastic shape. And actually, if you wanted to take that and either regress and just do bodyweight workouts, we publish two bodyweight workouts a day. We publish the dumbbell kettlebell workout that I do most of the days. And then we publish performance workouts and advanced performance workouts if you would like to be training for competitions. So you get all of that at the Get Better Project, plus you're hiring me as your personal coach. You can ask me any questions along the way. We can talk about how to set up your nutrition. I just had a guy right now that's trying to peak, get, and what I mean by peak is get incredibly lean for a vacation that he's going on here in about 30 days. So we talked about how to set up his diet and nutrition so that he's going to be doing some carb cycling, some bodybuilding type stuff in order to get super lean and super jacked looking for his vacation. So we can do all of that with the Get Better Project. It's all about helping you to get better, to feel better, to be around awesome people because as you know, you are a combination of the five people that you hang around most, but you can input those people from different parts of your life. You don't have to actually be next to them all the time. So you can do that through books. You can do that by talking with someone like me on a regular basis. So that's why I created the Get Better Project to help people just get better, feel better, and do better. Uh, you can get started on the Get Better Project by going to the Get Better Project, thegetbetterproject.com slash getbetter. We'd love to have you in the group today. All right. This podcast is also brought to you by Blonix. Blonix is just straight up my favorite creatine product that I've ever taken. It is just simple. It works. I always come back to it. I actually am right now daily taking their HMB plus creatine and their beta alanine. Good stuff. Great company. I stand behind them. You can get a 10% discount by using the code ALLAROUNDJOE at Blonix.com. I highly recommend trying out their HMB plus creatine. And if you want a little bit extra to help with your endurance, check out the beta alanine. And if you need a whey substitute protein powder for post-workout, their egg white protein powder tastes like chocolate milk. It's very delicious. So there you have it. Use the code ALLAROUNDJOE for that. And let's get into this. Has CrossFit destroyed the oat? The reason that I bring this up is because the Open registration is way down from just this last February, which is, if you're not in tune with this, the CrossFit Open has traditionally been in February, It starts in February, last five weeks, and every single year, people at gyms all across the world will train and try and peak for the CrossFit Open in order to move themselves on to the regional competition. But now the CrossFit has gotten rid of the regional competition and put it in the hands of what they're calling sanctionals which are third party companies that are running events that can qualify someone or teams to the CrossFit Games. The open has been watered down quite a bit. They also moved the open to October. So right now, the open we're one week into the open and in 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 well They did this so that they will be able to have the Open qualify you for these sanctional events, which is kind of a strange thing in and of itself because, tell me this, let's say that the Open qualifies you for a sanctional event, but the sanctional event isn't until May. Are you still qualified to be participating in that sanctional event if you qualified in October? I don't think so. So does that mean that they need to be have multiple Opens? Not necessarily. It's just I don't know what the actual solution to this problem is because I love that people qualify in the Open for these sanctional events, although it's not exactly clear how that's going to work for the whole year. The other issue that they're having right now with these sanctional events is that if you are using the Open to qualify some of them I've heard are not actually having you need to do the open workouts as a registered open athlete. So you could do the workouts, submit them to the sanctional, and then get yourself into the sanctional event without having to actually sign up for the open. The problem with this is that then the open is not actually running the qualification process, which they do a really good job at. So there's that. And going back to the CrossFit Open, the numbers based off of, the February versus October from the Morning Chalk Up, which is a great email that you should subscribe to. In February 2019, the CrossFit Open had 358,646 participants. In October right now, and I should preface that people can sign up for the Open all the way through the five weeks, although it doesn't make sense for you to do so because if you aren't signed up and actually putting your workouts in from week one, it doesn't give you a complete summary of how fit you are or give you a ranking across anybody else. You would just get a ranking for that specific or those specific workouts that you signed up for and not the whole picture. So February 2019, they had 358,646 participants. In October right now, they have 239,106 so <clears throat> that is over a hundred thousand less people that are signed up and participated in the CrossFit Open. Now, part of the issue with that is going to be money, although it won't be this year because they had two CrossFit opens essentially this year, uh one in February and one in October. So they'll get, you know, obviously not quite double, but they'll get five hundred and you know, ninety or something, six hundred-ish thousand participants that are paying for that they can take the money and use it for things like the crossfit games but the question is is it going to continue declining and i would actually say that i think that it is because there's not as much interest in the open and the reason there's not as much interest in the open is a couple of things that the crossfit has done first off the regional events although crossfit says that they were bleeding money from them, which maybe they were, maybe they weren't. I've talked about this in previous podcasts, how they could have definitely increased the amount of money they were making from regional events by adding things like commercials into them, commercials that we want to see, um, and or other opportunities where people could sponsor the events and whatnot and get them paid for. So I don't get to look in at the CrossFit books, so I don't know exactly what was happening, but it just seems like they had all of these things that were in place, and the CrossFit regional competition was fantastic. It was a really good competition, run really, really well, at a very high standard, the highest standard that I could even imagine in sports, and they decided to get rid of it, because uh, apparently it's a money thing and partially because Greg Glassman thinks that the CrossFit is going in the wrong direction and he wants to take it more from this elite standpoint to the health standpoint, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. Um, <clears throat> but I will just tell you right now that it's not as exciting because of that. And because it's not as exciting, people don't get involved in it. And if people aren't getting involved in it, then they're just not going to be able to help as many people, which it seems like CrossFit trying to do. So... Yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. But the reason... So so they got rid of regionals. And the reason that regionals was so beautiful and such a great thing is because CrossFit gyms had an opportunity of getting athletes into regionals. There was more opportunity there. And it was like a mini CrossFit Games at these regionals. So if you had, you know, all of these gyms all over the world trying to get single athletes and teams... Teams is the, another thing I'm going to talk about. Into the CrossFit Regionals, you had gyms as a whole being excited about that. I mean, they put up banners. People would be rooting on their athletes because they're usually coaches. And, and they get involved and they sign up for the Open because of that. The other thing is with the teams. So, it used to be that... <clears throat> excuse me. I just did the uh, CrossFit Open 20.1... <clears throat> And uh, I've got a little bit of the lung butter coming up. So it used to be that you had originally in the regional era, you had six person teams, three males, three females, and they all had to train in the same gym, which is really interesting. It made it harder to put together these teams. So people, if they wanted to put together super teams, they had to move in order to qualify from particular gyms. And then they moved it to four person teams. So two two male, two female. Which is still cool. I actually think that was a better setup because um, it was hard to find three three really good males and three really good females, and it's really hard to write good workouts for those particular events. So having four is much easier and just makes more sense. And then if teams or gyms had a bunch of good athletes, they could qualify multiple teams, and that's totally fine. But what they did is they decided that it wasn't as interesting, or somebody decided it wasn't as interesting. Because the athletes were not good enough, I guess, which I completely disagree with because we watched the team events just as much as we watched the individual events, and you started to get to know the team athletes just like you started to get to know the individual athletes because there's something brilliant about being able to put together a team and work together from your own gym. And they got rid of that, and now they said that you don't have to be at the same gym and that you can say, Hey, I'm a super athlete, and I live in Seattle, and I'm going to team up with an athlete in New York and Florida and another one in, you know, who knows, Minnesota, and we can have this super team, which I understand why they thought this was interesting, because then you have these really good athletes that are making these super teams, but they're not actual true teams. And how many professional sports teams can you think of that don't train together before they go to compete? I can't think of any. So I think it's a really interesting, really strange rule that they implemented that doesn't make a lot of sense. And the problem is the trickle down to the CrossFit Open. So even if we get rid of regionals, let's get rid of regionals, it's no problem. Now we have sanctionals. But even then, if you decided to say that the participants on the teams had to train at the same gym for at least six months to six months out of a twelve month period to actually compete together at one of these sanctional events, it keeps the gym morale very high and people wanting to do the open. Because what it would happen is that you would have these gyms that would qualify teams. And you would take the, let's say, four best, two best males, two best females, and move them on to regionals. Or in this case, we could say a sanctional event. But you could have participants from the gym actually do better at certain workouts and give their scores to the team. So not Although that didn't happen all that often, it still sparked interest in other people that were training to be good, that were wanting to train with the team members, all of that stuff. And because the team was so involved at training at their particular gyms in order to have a larger goal of getting to regionals or sanctional event, the whole gym got excited about it. And when the Open came around, all the people on the team would get excited and the rest of the gym would get excited and we'd have events like Friday Night Lights that everybody would get involved with. Now, nobody cares. And that's what it's come down to, is that because you don't have to train in the same gym... There's all these people like myself that were trying to qualify for these team events because they were super fun to try and put piece together a team to try and work out together, you know, for at least six months out of the year. It was this dedication. It was something it was it was working towards something larger than yourself. It was so much fun. They got rid of it and said like, all right, well, we're going to just take you. We're going to say that if you somehow are able to become be a professional athlete and train full time, which is what at this point what it takes Then you can team up with these other people that are able to train full-time and send your teams and you're going to go win. And we don't care if you're from the same gym. So now the people at the gym don't try and put together these teams. The people that are not potentially on the teams at the gym don't care because the teams don't care. And there's nobody registering for the Open and trying to participate anymore because of it. Because there's no actual reason to do so unless you want to, you know, see if you're just the top person in your state or top firefighter or top, you know, accountant, I don't know, which I don't think people really care that much. You know, to me, it's only, I think 20 bucks or whatever to register for the open. I just don't care. I'll go, I'm going to go do all the workouts and it's fun, but I don't really care if I actually am on that leaderboard. Also, it's not a true representation of your percentage ranking in the world anymore because nobody cares. So if we only have 239,000 versus 358,000 earlier, that's just telling me that people are not signing up. So if I sign up, it's not a true representation like it used to be. It used to be that everybody who was interested would sign up for the Open. It was just the way that things worked. So you would get a true ranking. You know, it was really cool to be able to say I was you know, top 2%, top 1% in the world of men my age. It was really cool. But now if I did it, it doesn't make any sense because even if I got that ranking, I could say it, but I know I know that it's not really true because there's a ton of people that don't think they're going to be able to move on, so they just don't sign up. It's not like they're not training, it's just not as exciting anymore. So if people aren't excited, they're not going to sign up. If I was CrossFit, I would bring back that you have to train at the same gym. Maybe these super athletes then will all move together and train at the same gym, like in Cookville, like they do already. And that's great. that's great. I think that if you are that dedicated you probably should move you know to train with the people that you think will make you better. but if they did that and those particular teams had to be trained together in order to qualify for your sanctional events, then it would make it so much more interesting, the community would get more involved or they'd get involved again um, and the sanctions would take over hopefully where regionals left off. If I was CrossFit, that's what I would do for sure. Because then you have these grassroots people, these grassroots teams and gyms that are trying to actually do something greater for themselves and the community. And it's awesome to say that your gym is going to represent, or the people at your gym are going to represent the gym at one of these bigger events. There you have it. That was what I that's the first thing that I would do if I was CrossFit and I was looking at it being like wow what are we doing what happened I would change that team requirement back to what it was before okay that's what I would do and I think that that would help to get the morale up help get the open registration back up because then you, you have gyms that care, you know? We, we go all over the country. Since we're living in a van, I should have noted that we're in the van right now in a Whole Foods parking lot in Las Vegas right by the airport because Whole Foods has the rockin' internet. And we drop into gyms all the time and the people just don't really care, you know? It's like, at this point, the CrossFit Open is for the elite athletes who think they, they could be, you know, at least in the top 100 in the world. Or the Masters athletes who think they could be close to or in the top 200 because there's still a qualifier event for those particular masters athletes. So the masters competition through the open is actually more interesting than the full open competition for everybody at this point, because they still have these tiers. You still have something you can qualify for. It still is something that could be attainable. <clears throat> the unfortunate thing is that the teams are gone, like I said, and that was the, the most fun. That was the most fun by far. The uh, other reason that I think that the the CrossFit is killing the open is the media is gone, right? They, they cut their whole media team and they push it out to other people. And the media team that are doing their own things, like the Talking Elite Fitness and the Butter Bros, they're doing awesome stuff because they're really smart, really, really good people that want to do good things. But even they are not necessarily talking always good about CrossFit because CrossFit's shoot themselves in the foot a lot of times. So they talk about it. So these people like talking elite fitness are building up their own brands, but it's not really helping CrossFit necessarily. I mean, in some aspect it is, but when you've got these guys talking about how the open registration is down and that they don't agree with certain things that CrossFit is doing, even though they want it to get better, it doesn't help. It's not like, Hey, CrossFit is the best thing ever. Like it used to be, you know, get involved, get involved, get involved. It's kind of like, well, this is what's happening. And it's kind of sad. So that's unfortunate that they had to get rid of that media team because the media team was the best of the best because they cared more than other media teams out there. Straight up, their whole media team—they worked out together. That some of them lived together. They had this goal of being really good. And I've talked with several people about how the CrossFit media team was better than the NFL media team. I think it was because they cared more. The NFL—you know—you get into like these big corporations, and the people just have a job. They don't really care as much the CrossFit team, they bled for their job. They cared. So you cut some people that were really, really good at actually caring and wanting to get better, which is unfortunate. So they took away the media team, which is what it is. You know, I wish all those guys a lot of luck. You should definitely follow Talking Elite Fitness Podcast and the Buttery Bros YouTube channel. But I wish the Buttery Bros would do a little bit more with working out a little bit less with just crazy stuff that they're doing. Not quite as fun as I was hoping it was going to go in that direction. They're really good at editing, but they could tone down the just craziness. We care about the athletes. We care about the workouts. We want to see what people can do. It It's getting a little overboard anyway, if the buttery bros are listening to this podcast. So then they got the CrossFit got rid of their Instagram and Facebook. So if you think that you're going to be able to get a huge amount of people really excited for something like CrossFit Open without hanging out where those people are, you're nuts. You're straight up nuts. You killed your media team that was actually giving content for these channels. Then you actually got rid of the channels and now you're relying strictly on Twitter, which not many people are following anymore. I mean, super celebrities. That's about it. Um, Twitter, YouTube, and their email list, all right? And they could do a good job on YouTube, but it's not really that interesting anymore. We want to see athlete features. We want to see that type of stuff to get people excited about these particular things. But where they're really dropping the ball is Instagram because Instagram is where everybody is. It's it's such the social media platform right now for advertising. Even if you're not just sending ads out, you're trying to get people hyped up about things. And if you decide that you don't want that, then you're going to have a really hard time being successful in your business propositions like the CrossFit Open. You're just going to have a really hard time with it. So I don't know why they would do that. They seem to think that their email list is going to be good enough. But let me tell you, I get way too many emails. So I even got an email from CrossFit today and I just deleted it because I it wasn't relevant. Like it's not relevant. It, but if I see, you know, them posting about cool stuff and like... You know, constantly in my Instagram feed, then I'm going to get it subconsciously pushed into my brain and I'm going to be more interested. So I think they dropped the ball big time on that one because I can just delete the email, but I see the Instagram screen whether I want to or not. You know, I got to scroll past it, but I see it. So their media team is gone. They're not posting on Instagram or Facebook anymore. They're relying upon email. They're not doing a great job with their YouTube channel. And their open registration is down, down, down by over 100,000 people and probably dropping further unless they decide to make some serious changes. It's just not really anything that people want to be participating in because why should they? I don't really know. Why should they? And uh, I already talked about why your worldwide fitness score doesn't matter. Um, And the next thing is like, where's this all going to lead to? The, the word on the street is that Reebok is or there's not going to be a major sponsor for the CrossFit Games after this next season. So what that potentially means is that the prize money will go down because what I hear is that the title sponsors sponsors one that puts up the major prize money. And right now, CrossFit has the largest prize purse of any competition out there. So what happens when the CrossFit Games doesn't have the most money to give to their athletes, then will people still even care about what the CrossFit Games is? I would say no. So CrossFit is going to have to really figure out how they're going to continue to have the largest amount of prize money because people are not just going to come to compete to get a title of fittest on earth because if they don't have all the best athletes then you're not the fittest on earth anymore. Some of the other competition is, or the person who won the most competitions for the year at the sanctionals is going to be the fittest, or we won't even really know, which is going to be sad. This is all actually really sad, and in an attempt for me to hopefully get people talking about what needs to, what changes need to happen. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like there's any chance of regionals coming back, so hopefully we can get the open registration back up by... I would love it if they got this team thing figured out, because the super teams are just not very fun to watch. It's like, great, now we get to watch the 10 teams that are going to, or maybe there's going to be a little bit more this year, even call it 20, but the, those teams are not going to change. It's not exciting. It's like, Hey, yeah, when so-and-so going to win. And once that team is won, if they're going to go compete again, the second place team is going to win. You're just going to have the same rotating team thing. It's, is not interesting. It's, you know, great that these people are awesome athletes and that they can, you know, show up on game day and perform, but a team is representative of a gym, it should be. And that gym wants to get behind the team. And there should be way more excitement there. And there's a big opportunity that's being dropped because of not having that anymore. So I hope that Greg Glassman is really thinking about this. And I hope that, you know, CrossFit taking this in the right direction. I think that CrossFit health is fantastic. I think that those initiatives are really cool, but it doesn't excite anybody. And I think That that is where the ball is being dropped. People got excited about seeing great things. And about you know, these, these athletes that had amazing physiques. That's what gets people excited. It's not the health. I'm not excited at all about health. I know that health makes me better at performing at if I'm super healthy, then I look better, then I feel better, I live longer. But people don't get excited about that. They get excited about seeing their abs. They get excited about doing a muscle-up. They get excited about, you know, being able to climb a mountain. They don't get excited about getting their lipid levels under control. I'm sorry. They don't. So you've got to take those exciting things and trickle them down into the things that are less exciting that are like, oh, cool, I did CrossFit and I... Man, I've been—I got muscle ups. It's fan freaking tastic, and guess what? My you know blood panel's improving. Woo, cool! They don't think, oh, I want my blood panel to improve. Maybe I should do CrossFit. It doesn't work that way. So, I don't know if Greg Glassman just got too deep into it. I've done that before, you know. I've done that before. I, I know that uh, a lot of times I—I'm a huge advocate for Inside Tracker, but I sometimes get too excited about. Knowing what Inside Tracker does and not really emphasizing why you'd want to do it. So, if you want to feel more energy, if you want to be leaner, if you want to be able to do more things, be better at CrossFit, be better at climbing mountains, be better at playing with your kids, you want to go use Inside Tracker and the code All Around Joe to give yourself 10% off um, in order to see what you should actually be eating and supplementing with and lifestyle choices you should be making. Because you can't tell otherwise. We can't just think, hmm, my body needs more oatmeal, I think. Or I shouldn't eat red meat in my case. I don't know. You can't really tell. But if you take the test and you look at the inside of your body, you can do that. You make those changes and you get better at the crossfit. You get better at climbing mountains. You get better at playing with your kids. You have more energy. All that stuff. So it comes full circle. But you got to motivate people with those top line things that they're really interested in that are super cool and sexy. Got it? So I think that maybe CrossFit lost lost sight of that with their CrossFit health. Um, although, yeah, maybe what do I know? I'm just out here driving around in a van. What do I know? All right, guys, that was what I have for you today. If you have any thoughts on this, I would love to hear them. You can put them in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com 219. Or you can hit me up on social media. I'm at allaroundjoe on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time. I also try to spend some time on Twitter, which is Joe underscore Bauer is my Twitter handle. But if you like this, hit the subscribe button. Give me a review. Every five-star review that I get helps me to get this podcast out to more people. And I'm trying to help as many people as possible in this day and age. Um, Hit notifications if you're watching on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, guys, I appreciate you. Make sure that you check out the Get Better Project. If you'd like to have daily workouts and hire me as a coach, you can get to that by going to the Get Better Project. TheGetBetterProject.com will take you right over there. If you have any questions about that, let me know. Happy to hit you up. And if you want to increase your performance, check out Blonix.com. Use code ARUNJOE to get yourself 10% off some HMB plus creatine or some beta alanine or some egg white protein powder. All right, guys. I hope you have a fantastic day. The All Around Podcast. We recognize your unique performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all around self improvement I will see you on the next podcast.